Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, former colleague of our guest today for three days. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> Uh, and I am coming to a new website near you very soon. Uh, in the meantime, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, Curtis and I will be here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the cats on the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, I guess you'll introduce your former colleague, Ben Roberts, of the Lexington Herald Leader. Recruiting writer extraordinaire. Nobody covers it better than him, and everyone admits that he's the best. An SEC country employee for three and a half days. Do you want to call Joe Masato right tag now? Tag team partner. Yeah, Ben Ben took Joe Masato out to lunch on a Sunday afternoon to tell him how great it was going to be for our three-man team covering Kentucky, and then bailed and went back to the Herald Leader on day four. <laughs> I worked with him for three days. Uh, but let's let's be honest, Ben was the smarter of the, of the group of people there because, obviously, SEC country uh, nuked itself after two years, and so... Ben would have been unemployed right alongside me these last few months. So, Ben, welcome. It's good to see you yeah. again, you traitorous <laughs> wretch. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> We're going to talk some basketball recruiting, lots of news going all over the place. Calipari's going all over the place, including to a Justin Timberlake concert. Uh, so, Ben, where do you kind of want to start? I'll let you lead this. Like, what is there anything, I'll phrase it like this, is there anything that Calipari's done in these visits that kind of surprised you? Any of his pictures impress you from Twitter? <laughs> I don't know about the pictures, but um, and I don't know that it's really a surprise, but I think the, the biggest takeaway so far has been just the casting such a wide net for uh, front court guys. Um, I mean, obviously he's got Tyrese Maxey, Khalil Whitney, Dante Allen already committed, uh, you know, a point guard and, and a couple of wings, but... They're telling people, uh, they're telling recruits and people connected to these recruits that they expect to lose. Obviously, they're going to lose Reed Travis, but they also expect to lose P.J. Washington and Nick Richards. And there's a very good chance they also lose E.J. Montgomery, which is the entire front court uh, for this season's team. So they're looking to fill at least three spots, um, probably more, I would guess. Uh, and obviously, you're going to have to do that through recruiting. And they've... You know, we're almost two weeks into the fall recruiting period now, and they've visited with about seven or eight front court guys in that 2019 class, including a couple like Isaiah Stewart and Jaden McDaniels, uh, who we weren't real sure if they were even in on a couple weeks ago. So I think that, that's that's been the biggest takeaway is, you know, they're making it clear they want multiple guys. I think when, when they first started showing up for some of these guys, people thought, oh, maybe they're slipping with. James Wiseman, or maybe they don't think they're going to get Vernon Carey. I don't think that's the case at all. I just think need bodies. They need bodies. Yeah. They they need a bunch of guys right now. You, ben, you've been I think high on, and I am as well. After seeing him uh, in the spring, Isaiah Stewart. He's in two four sevens rankings. He's number five, I guess in the in the combined rankings. He's number five. Uh, he is a a bad dude. I mean, yeah. he's a, a really well put together, really powerful, really kind of dominant guy. I mean, at times he looked like the most dominant guy on the Nike circuit in the post. Um, you know, six, what is he? Six, nine, two forty five. What did you make of the fact that they hadn't really jumped in? And we talked to him like he was interested. He yeah. was wanted to hear from them. They didn't really. Do you think it was a matter of at that point, 
maybe being a little hesitant to scare off Wiseman or Carey by offering a guy, because I mean, he's not just another big guy that could play with them. He's of the same caliber, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at guys like Oscar Shubway and Zeke Naji, you know, they're ranked a little lower in the rankings. They're, they're great compliments to other players. I think both those guys will be great college players, especially Oscar, but, you know, you can – you can take them, and, and it's not going to scare off a James or a Vernon. I don't necessarily think that Isaiah would either, but, yeah, I think that's kind of what they were thinking is, is you know, we're all in on these guys. I think at that point they hadn't really seen what they have up close on this season's team yet. They might not have thought, oh, we're going to lose our entire front right. court um, until they got those guys in for the for the summer practices. And then at that point, you know, you're kind of waiting for the fall recruiting period to begin because you can't, like, he can't go out and just visit them in July. That's, you know, there's certain periods where you can make those visits. So last week was really the first time they could do that. And, and obviously they went to see Isaiah was one of the first guys they, uh, they talked to. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought I actually have something going up on the website on him Friday morning. And, you know, one of the national analysts I talked to said, He's the most college ready, maybe the most college ready player in this class, and definitely the most college ready front court player. And when you're talking about, you know, Vernon Carey is pretty college ready. I was going to say, I would say it would be him or Vernon <laughs> yeah. Carey. Yeah. And then James obviously has that tremendous upside and, and could be that, you know, a year from now. But everything I saw from Isaiah, I, I thought he was the best big I saw throughout the spring and summer. Every game I saw him, there was no letdown. He was just going after people, going after rebounds, just trying to rip the rim down every time yeah. he, he put it back up. So, yeah, like when I was watching, especially in April, I was thinking if I could have any one front court guy for next season on my team. For college basketball, for college not projecting basketball. what yeah, kind of yeah. pro. Because, yeah, I think a lot of people would agree, like James Wiseman, probably the highest ceiling. Yeah, but, James, yeah. And then Vernon is, you know, he's a little bit bigger – uh, can do more away from the basket than Isaiah can shoot. Can can do a little bit more. Has more versatility. Has a higher ceiling. But yeah, for college basketball, you can't go wrong. I mean, with he's, he's in better shape than Vernon Carey. Vernon's yeah. a little, still a little, little sort of baby fat on him. I guess you'd say. Yeah. I mean, he's he looks like the son of an NFL offensive tackle, <laughs> yeah. uh, which he is. Um, what I guess. Let's talk a little bit about the top two guys, Wiseman and Carey. Um, both either have or will visit, taking official visits to Kentucky. Vernon's is going to be madness. Madness, yep. Uh, and, and James has already done his, and they've visited him many, many times. Um, I think there's there continues to be this sort of Memphis buzz about James. I think a lot of people have convinced themselves that it's Memphis. I, I may be coming at this from a not-as-informed point of view, but I continue to have this feeling that Kentucky can still pull that one out in the end because – of the connection, how long they've been in on this guy, and because he's a forward-thinking kid who's really thinking about his NBA future, and he knows, you know, he knows that this is NBA, you know, finishing school. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, and I think in most situations, or in a lot of situations, if you had this situation where, you know, a player had played for a coach, Penny Hardaway, for the AAU season and a full high school season and changed high schools and changed cities just to play for Penny, uh, you know, last season in high school. And the family gets along so well with him, respects him so much. In most situations, you're going to go ahead and commit to that guy pretty soon after he gets the job at Memphis. Um, the fact that they haven't and the fact that they've made it clear we're going to go through this process, we're going to look at this from every angle, it is going to be a business decision because this guy is probably going to be the number one pick uh, in the 2020 draft. It's certainly a top five pick in the 2020 draft, so we want to put him in the best situation for him 
to be in the best spot he can be when he gets to the NBA. And, you know, when you're looking at it from every angle like that, you're kind of throwing that relationship out the window to a certain extent, I think. And as you said, he's got a great relationship with with John Calipari and especially Joel Justice. Uh, you know, people you talk to that have kind of been around that recruitment bring that up all the time. And that relationship has actually been going on. It predates, it predates the Penny relationship. Penny, yeah. I mean, it was when he was still in school in Nashville. Yeah, and I think a lot of people with this Penny stuff, they talk about guys like Alex Lomax and DJ Jeffries um, and these guys, PJ Washington was one, who have been with Penny since they were literally in grade school. I mean, they grew up with Penny. He is what they know. James played for Bradley Bill's AAU team at the, the beginning before, of last yeah. year. Yeah. A little, you know, a little more than a year ago, he didn't move to Penny's team until midway through the 2017 Nike season. So he played with him for a couple sessions. Obviously, liked it because he right. they uprooted and and moved to uh, moved to Memphis, where his sister already was a college student anyway. Though, so it's not you know a huge move. Um, but you know, Joel Justice has been in on him since USA Basketball even before his sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. Before he made that move. And then obviously Calipari swooped in there. He's the first guy offered in this class and they've been forming that relationship for, for well over a year now. So yeah, I mean, I think obviously Penny's been around him a lot more. He coached him. Um, but the way they're going about it, Kentucky definitely still has a shot. I, I think it's, it's 50, 50 at worst and, for Kentucky right now. Along the line, those same lines, where do you think it stands with Vernon Carey? It seems like there's a lot more schools involved. Michigan yeah. State is there. Duke is there. Um, are those the two, in your mind, that are uh, the biggest threat to Kentucky, or are there more than that? Yeah, I mean, I think Miami still has a shot. Um, where his dad played college. Where his dad played college football and was a, was a first-round NFL draft pick as an offensive lineman. And they've really gone in with a lot of other big players, like Cole Anthony being one. If they could pull some people like that. And show, you know, we can be a contender if you come here. Uh, I think that would certainly enhance that pitch. But, yeah, I mean, I think Duke and Michigan State are the two you hear the most. With Duke, you know, even going back more than a year ago, people thought that was not necessarily a done deal, but that's where he was going to end up. And the fact that Coach K has been pushing so hard for that commitment for so long and doesn't have it and needs a commitment because he doesn't have any right now, and he keeps missing on guys they were supposed to get. I think that's telling. Like, Vernon Carey could have easily committed to Duke not uh, you know, a long time ago, and and he hasn't. He's going through this process again like James has. And and I think Kentucky – you know, I I think they're going to get one of those guys. I don't know which one it is. I usually say I think it's more likely that they get James just because it's two schools with James. And with Vernon, I think there's – there's about four or so that, that still have a shot there. So, But, yeah, I think Kentucky's in a good spot with him, too. Has Mike Krzyzewski lost his touch? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we just recycle these storylines between Cal and Kay every, every three years. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. It was you that wrote the piece about that, wasn't it? The, 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 the national perspective. You talked to all those national yeah. guys about it and how they didn't have, you know, that's not true. It's just one of those cycles. And yeah. seem to kind of maybe it's turning the other way to a certain extent. All right, well, We'll do uh, one more big man here, and then we'll switch over in a minute. But Oscar, Schwebe, Schwabe, <laughs> what a, I mean, what, what is kind of the latest Kentucky officially offers on the visit? And he has his official visit to Kentucky um, again the South Carolina weekend, so a week from yeah. this weekend. 
I mean, what, what, where do they stand with him? Is, is it just, is it Kentucky and West Virginia kind of? Is that the deal with him pretty much? Yeah. I mean, Baylor and Illinois are on the list, but I think everybody at this point would be shocked if it were one of those two schools. Um, he's one that I think at this point, if I were to say like the most likely to commit to Kentucky, I might have him in the number one spot. And, you know, that's saying something because West Virginia has been on him. I think even before he moved to the United States, I think they were aware of him, and they've they've really formed that relationship, built that relationship. Um, they've got a lot of ties uh, between his high school program, West Virginia. I mean, they've been on this from the ground floor, and three months ago, I think everybody in recruiting would have said he's going to West Virginia. Calipari might not be invited to the Bob Huggins yeah, fish fry and, next time around. I, that's that, that's where it gets a little interesting because I mean, as you guys know, Cal and I mean Huggins is maybe the closest person to Cal as far as high level coaching right now. Yep. Um, and he's this is a guy. You know, one somebody told me a few days ago that if you could, you know, build a Bob Huggins player from scratch, just a prototype Bob Huggins player, that's what Oscar is. And I'm sure Huggins has thought he's going to get this kid, you know, for the last two years. And now his best buddy Cal swoops in and looks like he might be yeah. taking him away. It's going to be really interesting. But I was told Cal just fell in love with him toward the end of that July evaluation period. Um, he got his offer, quote unquote, Monday. But I was also told that he had he's had a spot on this in this class basically since Kyle saw him at the end of July. And he actually outplayed James Wiseman in a really high-profile game um, during that period. Cal just really likes to make these offers in face-to-face. Yeah. Face. Do you have any sense for why that is? I think he does like to get a sense. I don't know that he'd really been around Oscar as a person at that point yet. And I think before that stuff gets out there publicly – because you can't if somebody says they have an offer you don't want to be and they don't pull it back. you don't want to yeah. pull it cuz that but you can't say you know why or that they know they don't have an offer and that gets into just some PR stuff that's not worth dealing with so yeah i think they make it clear to the family the player whatever that they have a spot on the team they just don't use the word offer they don't even always use the word offer when they give an offer it's just like you know, we want we you want to come you, play yeah. for us or whatever. But yeah, as far as I was told with Oscar, he he had a spot, and then obviously the the meeting went great by all accounts. He's he's just a tremendous guy and a hard worker. And you know, uh, the national analyst told me that he's the prototype Huggins player. I think he's a perfect Cal player because he's a guy that you don't have to worry about effort at all. Like he's going to come in there that first day of practice if he picks Kentucky, and it's going to be a hundred percent as soon as he gets on the floor. You don't have to worry about, you know, motivating him to be his best. He wants to be his best. He wants to go to the NBA. And I think that's, especially when you have a bunch of freshmen, if you have four or five freshmen who don't have that, which Cal has had in the past, you got to teach that before you can yeah. teach basketball. And, and that's, that's what has caused some, some early season struggles for some of these teams. So I think getting a guy like that, especially when you need so many front court players is going to be key. Because you can throw him in there with just about anybody. He's, he's going to be a difference maker. We're going to talk about some wings here in a second. But first, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They also have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. 
MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And if you're willing to hold off until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code ONCOLLEGE25. You play, you win, you get paid. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Okay, Ben, there has been a shift, shifting of the recruiting winds. Uh, the, there was a Florida Florida coastal breeze for Scotty Lewis, and then all of a sudden, a Kentucky mountain air came into the... <laughs> What's up with that? Oh, man. By the way, Ben, I think, was was it you that suggested the, the bit where we just have uh, Curtis slowly descending into the role of degenerate gambler as he does these uh, re- No, that wasn't me, but I, I would listen to that. I think it should just get worse every week. Betting on like cat races, <laughs> or betting on where recruits recruits will go. I bet on a simulcasted dog race in Vegas one time in quarters. The teller was not pleased at the Caesar uh, Pal- that's, Caesar's Palace. That's the, terrific. Yeah. What was the question, <laughs> Scotty Lewis? Where's he going? Uh, yeah, like last week at this time, we didn't know Scotty was even going to make that official visit to Kentucky. Um, I actually talked to somebody, might have been a week ago today, that said. Speaking of Cal, if he can pull Scotty Lewis, then they should just go ahead and build the statue for him right now. <laughs> like, I just everybody just thought he was done deal to Florida. I um, did. After Klatsky, you know, his friend and teammate and the son of his Under Armour team director committed to Florida last Tuesday. I mean, that, that was more writing on the wall. Um, they went on their official visit together. And then obviously Scotty showed up here Saturday, went through with the visit. Since then, I, I think. I don't want to say it's 50-50, but Kentucky certainly has a shot. Actually, I talked to somebody this week who thought it was 60-40 Florida, but would not be surprised at all, obviously, if uh, if he ends up coming to Kentucky. I just think Scotty, you know, as you know, I mean, he he goes about things differently. He, different he's very cerebral, dude. a very different dude, thinks about things, very thoughtful. Um, and the fact that he even visited Kentucky, some people were telling me last week they thought, he might not visit Kentucky because if he already knew he wanted to go to Florida, he didn't want to waste John Calipari's time and the staff's time and everything that went with it, which you don't, you know, most, most guys you hear. Care to think, yeah, don't worry about that at like, all. Like, oh, yeah, I want to get the Kentucky experience. I know I'm going to Duke or whatever, but I want to go visit Kentucky. And, and that's what people, I think, thought Scotty was kind of wrestling with last week. And the fact, so the fact that he shows up, you know, it's it's clear that that he's taking this seriously, and you know we say this, and he might commit to Florida tomorrow. But I think Kentucky is definitely in the mix here. My discussions with him in the past, he really likes the idea of, and as you know, like he's not this offensive guy who's going to go score twenty five points a game. He likes to be a team player. He likes to be kind of that multi tool. How can I help the team? How can I? How can we win basketball games? And he likes the idea of. Okay, Tyrese Maxey, Khalil Whitney, a Vernon Carrier, James Wiseman. I can just have my role. Yeah, I can be have a, my role. Be a lockdown defender. Yeah, and and, and score he is, points. Man, he is really like you and I have talked about him many times. You, inter- we watched. I watched him for the first time with you a couple summers yeah. ago, springs ago. Um, and he's like this, like really like uh, 
I'm trying to think of the word to describe him. He like he looks like he's got like a Scotty Pippen type body, like Scotty Lewis. (laughs) But I mean, he's kind of he's long and he's super athletic and and like he has he's probably like two percent body fat. And he doesn't jump out offensively, but he's gonna just defend like crazy. And he's really active. And and I think you and I have just a few weeks ago were saying like he's a piece. He's a guy if he's a piece on a really good team, he's just this unbelievable luxury to have because yeah. he can play his role. You don't have to worry about whether he's scoring or not, and he's going to have this huge impact. I think it's to that end, it's a little bit significant. I think it was um, Zags, Adam Zagoria, who had a story on him, where, talking to him after the visit, where he talked about who he played. He played yeah. pickup with a bunch of the current guys and that it was important to him that he recognized that he could like play with those guys and play at that level. And I wonder if he, in doing so, he envisioned himself in practices at Kentucky next year, knowing like I'll be surrounded by all these dudes, and this is what it's going to be like in these high level. And like the one thing Kentucky has um, against almost everybody in recruiting, set aside the people already in the NBA, is like where are you going to have practices like this? Who's who in the who in the world has more com- competitive practices than what Kentucky's having this season? And if you if if you're selling that and a guy that thinks about things differently like him who thinks about the bigger picture, I wonder if just that that experience alone maybe sort of got in his mind a little bit. Yeah, I think absolutely, and and I think it helps when you have guys like Dante Allen and Khalil Whitney, two really really good offensive wings, who Scotty is going to be if he came here would be either playing against or playing alongside in these practices. I mean, you know, yeah, you guard Khalil Whitney for six months, seven months, whatever, and, and you play the schedule Kentucky's going to play, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And, and you know, I've talked to guys, we've all talked to guys who have said that's a selling point. You know, some of these guys like Keldon Johnson and Ashton Higgins and others, like I knew I was going to go and get to play against these guys every day in practice. And that all these guys want to go to the NBA. I mean, everybody who comes here, Dominique Hawkins wanted to go right. to the NBA. No matter where you're ranked, you want to go to the NBA. And what better way to do that then practice against future NBA players every single day. And, and that is kind of what I think has become even more so than just pointing to the past history. It, it's that. It's like, hey, we're going to have these guys next season. That's our that's our selling point. Yeah. Come come do that. So at this point you're saying Scotty doesn't know where he's going to go to school. You guys never see that movie? No. no. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No. I'll send you a link. Curtis makes a very obscure reference. <laughs> Not that obscure. <laughs> the way you said it, I thought he had just like tweeted it out. <laughs> that was sitting there at yeah. the laptop after we after we talked. That would have been that would have been pretty it, well, go ahead. No, right, no. That was it. All right. Well, speaking of that, I, I was told today that expect a decision from him fairly soon. Not I mean, obviously, yeah, he's he's cut it down to two schools. He's visited both schools multiple times. Like he's gonna make a decision. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's if it's tomorrow. But I, I certainly think in the next two three weeks we'll we'll have an answer from him. I'll, I'll put you on the spot a little bit here. Uh, you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you know, if you were doing a list of like most likely in this class to commit to Kentucky, you might put Oscar at the top of it. What's your top three look like right now? I think. I think Oscar's definitely in that three. I think Zeke Naji, from what I've heard, is in that three. Um, and he's a guy who, I, you know, we've seen this in the past. Not necessarily they're waiting around for that UK offer, but when it happens, it's a big deal to them. And, and they've made the right pitch to him, I think. And, and again, they're looking for front court guys. And I mean, 
you know, if you're a front court guy that comes in with this class, you're going to get playing time uh, no matter what. I think he would be in that three. I mean, I you know, I think James and Scotty are about close to 50-50 right now, and I think Vernon, I wouldn't call him 50-50 because there's so many involved, but, you know, like I think... Like a 33-33-33. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think I think they're going to get one of Scotty or one of uh, Vernon or James. I think yeah. that will happen. I'm just not sure and which that, one that's going to that be. And that they suddenly have a shot maybe with Scotty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a probably a good what we one guy we haven't talked about is Matthew Hurt. Yeah. I mean, it seems like to me that has never felt like uh a, a guy that Kentucky's in a great spot with. Yeah, the the national perception Certainly, at any point, you know, it, I think it was Duke for a while, and then obviously with the Adidas ties, Kansas, and then obviously him playing for Bill Self with USA Basketball certainly didn't hurt things. But I think Kansas, most people would say, is the leader right now. Um, I go back to last summer. I had a short discussion with his dad, and it wasn't even really a Kentucky focus discussion, but he he was really high on Kentucky and just that NBA track record. Mm. And again, like all these guys want to go to the NBA and think they're going to be there in a year. And, and he thought Cal, you know, had a really good, might be best suited to, to get him in that spot. Um, and then when I did that expert panel thing with some national analysts, um, a few weeks ago and asked them to rank most likely one to five, he actually showed up number two on somebody's list. Um, that a lot of people respect. So, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't write him off. Count him out. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, he's got eight or ten schools on his list. So. Has he made an official to Kentucky? He, he hasn't made an official anywhere yet and hasn't announced him yet and wants so to decide in November. Like, so if they could somehow wrangle him for madness, then maybe that's, that's, that's a rumor. the chance to make yeah. a big big splash. That's a rumor that he's going to be at madness and that Zeke might also be at, at madness. And obviously those two were – were uh, teammates on the Adidas circuit this past summer, and I don't want to say they're the same player, but they're both six nine, six ten power forwards who who stretch the floor and do a lot of the same things. And they played together and flourished together. And I think they saw, hey, we could play together, play together at the next level, and work really well. And you know, it doesn't matter if somebody's coming in at your position, obviously, because because we did it together. I think that's another point for Zeke is that he might see two or three other six ten guys come to Kentucky, but. I've already done it with somebody right. else. I can, I can do it anywhere. So yeah, I think if they could get both those guys on a visit at the same time, that that would certainly help things. Wouldn't hurt them. All right, I got a couple more questions for Ben. But first, fantasy football is here, and if you've missed your season log fantasy leagues, have no fear. You can still play Fanduel. Fanduel has one week and even one day games, and now they are even here to help you more. Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. So players can be confident you're putting the best team on the field. It is a responsive wizard-like draft experiences that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you are picking. I'm on FanDuel and you should be too. Right now, check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So come play with me at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. It is time for the obligatory Cole Anthony question, Ben. You knew it was coming because he's my favorite player in the class. I think he's awesome. And the buzz, Kentucky-wise, seems to be fading. Yeah, I mean, there's just there is no buzz, yeah. I feel like, right now. Um, well, there, I should have said... 
from this when it when the maxi quotes yeah when they were you know patting each other on the back and talking about how awesome each other were everybody kind of said well hey he hasn't talked about recruitment he said something positive about this maybe there is something there but doesn't seem like there's a there there yeah i mean i think we were just kind of grasping for anything with cole because he didn't talk about recruiting at all and then when i talked to him about at usa basketball camp he mentioned that about obviously considering kentucky and he and tyrese were you know playing around all camp and then tyrese talked about him more and he talked about tyrese at peach jam um you know kind of kind of in the same manner it's hard to know with him right now because he's made it clear he's not making any decisions until may june i mean he could show up in august on somebody's campus and make a decision i i just don't think he's anywhere close so i'm not going to look too much into it yet that there's really no kentucky buzz because i think you know there's certainly time to get back in there and or get in there at all and 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 start recruiting him or keep recruiting him. Obviously, they were interested because he played with Moses Brown last season, and they kind of moved on from Moses Brown. And Cal still took a couple trips up there to see him. They watched him during the summer. Um, I just, you know, like you said, there, but there is no buzz right now, and they visited so many other guys and made it clear kind of who their targets are right now. Maybe they're just going to wait till the winter, see what their current group of guards looks like. I don't know the. They really need another backcourt player. I mean, they got Tyrese is is a beast. They got two really really good wings, and then I mean Tyler Hero, Manuel Quickly, Jamal Baker, Quade Green. Well, somebody's coming back. Yeah, well, you know, not, it won't. I don't think it's going to be a mass exodus like the or as massive of an exodus as the front court. Yeah, I thought Tyler Hero was going to be the most the fifth most impactful freshman in college basketball this season. Well, he might be. All right, I have. <laughs> I don't know what Kyle has left, but I have three questions for you you go ahead left. fire away then one what was calipari doing in maryland yesterday he uh, sent out the picture of him at a restaurant with the chef and threw joel justice under the bus for eating a bunch his, of food yeah with his chicken and waffles mm-hmm. um yeah I, I didn't i didn't look into that one yesterday i, I know it was close to a dematha and dematha has hunter dickinson earl timberlake and uh, i think justin moore they got a really good team it's juniors DeMath is a place, really that whole DMV area around D.C. is a place they visit, it seems like, every fall recruiting okay. period. So, yeah, I don't know what the specifics so of that were. but it, probably, it wasn't anybody 2019. It was 2020 kind of guys just yeah, maybe laying some foundation type deals. There's nobody in that area right now that they'd be looking at 2019, okay. I don't think. And if there is, tweet at Ben Roberts <laughs> and tell him how wrong he is. Second, yeah. uh, someone asked me about Kiki Tandy. One, Kiki, do you love him? Ben, uh, no. Is do you have any idea <laughs> what? This is what, what I put up with. What is it? You, you, I know I put up with so much from you. Kyle. I don't even want to. I like Kiki fine. No, he's always been <laughs> recruiting no. wise. Kentucky and he broke off. I think. Is there any kind of buzz? Is is Mac in play there at Louisville? Or what's the? Yeah, last I heard with him, and I haven't look too deeply in it lately because Kentucky is not involved anymore and last I heard Louisville wasn't really involved really? which kind of surprised a lot of people around it because they were involved when when Coach Mack was was at Xavier previously um, Tennessee seems to be the school that's getting the most buzz right now but I don't know how you know well, they just how, got a big commit right yeah they got Josiah James yeah. earlier this week who's a, a, one of those guys that was supposed to go to Duke everybody thought and actually picked Tennessee but yeah Tennessee's in there with Kiki Iowa State's been on him forever 
Oklahoma State's been on him forever. There's there's several schools. He feels um, like an Oklahoma State guard to me. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's real. He's gritty, and he's <laughs> just, like and just let gonna him, let him go. Let him go, and, and yeah. he'll he'll get after you. And I, you know, with Rick Barnes, I mean, he's he's you know he's got something going on down there. Josiah James is such a versatile player. Uh, the five starter that he got this week, I think highest ranked kid he's gotten at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, offered him. He got a Tennessee offer, I think, when he was like thirteen. So that might have even Whoa. predated Rick Barnes. Um, might have, might have been a little older than that. But, yeah, I think Kiki, I mean, he's he knows he's got to show a little bit more defensively, um, but he's a great offensive player. He can get you buckets, and if you surround him with some other guys who can who can stretch the floor and give him a little room to operate, he, I think he's going to be a, a good college player. And not, not let his dad talk anymore. Finally, Ben, why did you start trash talk between Kentucky and Mississippi State football? Why did you do that? Oh, jeez. I just tweeted what the man said. That lead to all the emojis. Was that? Yeah, what that was. I had to turn my uh, notifications off. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the running back. One of their defensive linemen or linebackers quote tweeted it uh, the night before, and it. I had to turn off the notifications because it was getting all the Mississippi State fans saw it, and then obviously the next day their running back tweeted it out and. It really got crazy, I guess. I'm a big fan. I told we've talked about on this on this podcast. I'm a huge fan of all the Benny related trash talk going both ways. I think yeah. it's I think it it's fun. It's cool that they have a guy who is good enough to talk and back it up and like confident enough to say what he thinks and it's fun. I mean, I, I think it's fun. I think it's, it's it's also silly that all these like week after week the opponent wants to come after the best player yeah. on a team, but whatever. I mean, also don't I mean, what did people expect him to say? I mean, he's not only a starting running back in the SEC, but he might be the best running back in the SEC, certainly in the conversation. I mean, do you expect him to say, "Oh, no, I we're going to cower, yeah. you know, in the face of this Mississippi State defense." No, I mean, he's going to go out there and run down people's throats or he's going to he's going to try to do it. Die trying. Yeah, die trying. I mean, he's, they're going to have to drag him off the field if he doesn't. So, yeah, I I thought his comments, especially if you watch the entire video, everything he said, he was still complimentary of their defense. He just said he was he was going to do his best to run it down their throats. I don't I don't see any problem with that. And you can watch the whole video at Kentucky.com, right, Ben? That's that's correct, Kentucky.com. And where can they follow you on Twitter, Ben? Uh, ben Roberts, HL. Are you supposed to plug your guys' deal on every podcast you go on? Is that part of your contract uh, at this point? No, it's not. But since you opened the opportunity, <laughs> you can, uh, if you're tired of seeing the message that you've read too many Kentucky.com stories or don't have any more free reads for the month, you can you can sign up and get... An entire year's worth with no limits on sports stories for thirty dollars now, which is like two fifty a month and like eight cents a day or something like that. So, do that. Go do that. And who hasn't trying to follow Ben? Who hasn't run into that paywall? Yeah, I have. It happens quick. My Ooh. wife has, and she forgets the password. So then she texts me and has to get our our family password to get in there. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch B U R C H. And I'm at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. Follow for, for now. Follow. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a mess. <laughs> Mainly because of myself. Follow at Locked On UK and follow Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.